Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. We got some drama to talk about. Welcome in, guys, on this Wednesday morning. I'm Michael Borky. Glad to see you. We'll be at, uh, by the way, the radio show will be at the Sanderson Farms Championship this afternoon, as well as tomorrow afternoon. So uh, if you guys are going to the tournament at all this weekend, uh, come by and see us. Or on Sunday, I'll be there just as a spectator. Hopefully that's the plan for now. And uh, come by and say hey. So anyway. We got a lot to talk about today. I was actually going to talk about this before uh, the Wilbon clip from yesterday went viral and Keith Carter and Lane Kiffin responded to it. Because uh, the Athletics' Chris Vanini pointed out yesterday something that is really wrong with ESPN's coverage of college football. Not what they say, it's that they don't say anything really at all. And although I know a lot of you like me, don't really, you know, consume ESPN anymore. They're still the conversation starter. They're still the conversation driver. It is the largest platform of sports coverage in America. And quite frankly, they're just doing college football a disservice. More people watch college football than the NBA, but the NBA gets covered 10 times more than that of college football. So I was going to talk about this anyway, about their coverage and, and all that and where they're failing and what they can do and stuff like that. And then this clip, Goes viral last night. Mike Wilbon taking shots, like took the gloves off and you know put the brass knuckles on and just started punching at Lane Kiffin. Uh, called him a clown. Said nobody wants him to coach their team. Uh, left every job that he has had. He left an embarrassment. Stuff like that. Just took shots at Lane Kiffin. So I'm going to play that for you. Although, as you guys probably know by now. Uh, I cannot, in a timely manner, get videos on this platform to play it like through the screen. So, and this is the only software that I can afford. Uh, and so, we're going to have to kind of do it the old fashioned way where I hold up a cell phone with the video on it and show you guys what he said and, and play it for you. I, I know it's a little embarrassing, but again, it's all I can afford. So, this is, uh, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, you know, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to Michael Borky on YouTube, and, you know, maybe I'll, uh, I'll get a better software. But in the meantime, this is what we're going to have to deal with. I'll play the video for you and tell you how Kiffin and Keith Carter responded and, you know, give you obviously my thoughts on the whole thing and who's right, who's wrong. I think there's a little bit of everybody's wrong here. A, a little bit, a tiny bit of everybody's wrong here. And I'll explain what I mean coming up. I do want to remind you, though, while you're here, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. This is also streaming live on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, same name, just my name and like my Facebook page. But on Twitter, you can't comment anymore. Periscope is gone. Twitter Live, you cannot comment. So if you want to be a part and, and drop comments and have this conversation with me instead of just listening to me talk to myself, you got to do it on YouTube. 
So find me on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And wherever you get your podcasts, Mike in the Morning or My Name Should Turn Up Results, and subscribe there in case you miss any of these live videos. So here it is, the uh, the old-fashioned way. Uh, back in the days when I used to do uh, a podcast for an SB Nation site, this is how we had to play our intro music. I got a, a Bluetooth speaker and played our intro and outro music through the Bluetooth speaker into the microphone that I was using. So, you know, I'm used to this, I guess is what I'm saying. And uh, now I'm going to do it this way as well. So this clip went viral last night. They were talking about, this is on PTI with Tony Kornheiser and and Mike Wilbon. And they were talking about uh, which team winning would be better for college football. And Kornheiser said it was Ole Miss, but he also said something weird like, if Ole Miss wins, Kiffin's going to leave by the next week, which, I mean, even if he leaves after the season, that that's anyway, that just doesn't make any sense. And also, a win would help him sign Arch Manning to Ole Miss. So he's going to leave in a week and also sign a kid that doesn't play until 2023. It was bizarre, but, you know, there's worse things that are said, I suppose. Just very, you know, not having a firm grasp of how this works. And then Mike Wilbon responded. And uh, again, through a cell phone. This is the best I can do for you right now with my budget. Uh, yeah, if I was in the radio studio, this would be a different deal. But the home studio, not so much. Um, this is what Mike Wilbon said uh, about Lane Kiffin. It's about 40 seconds. Because of Lane Kiffin. The answer's Alabama because of Lane Kiffin. There's nothing to be proud of if you're a college footballer or any other sport but Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's a clown. Lane Kiffin has been an embarrassment at multiple stops. I mean, nobody's going to run out there and say, yeah, I want Lane Kiffin right here on the logo representing me. The answer's Alabama, Tony. Lane Kiffin's a cute little story for guys like us who have to talk about sports every day. And we can come in Monday and say, ha, 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 Lane Kiffin. Once again, Lane Kiffin equals embarrassment at some point wherever he is. Alabama. So, yeah. Uh, Again, sorry about the audio. That is just simply the best I can do uh, right now. Um, It's just bizarre, right? That that seems, on top of the inaccuracy, it, it seems deeply personal. And this is not the first time he's taken shots at Lane Kiffin. Uh, about this time last year, um, I think it was this time last year, when when Kiffin wanted the players to be able to transfer to schools that were actually playing football, a very similar, very personal shot was taken uh, at him on that show in the exact same way. I, I mean, it... it that I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Again, it could be just manufactured for television or whatever. I know how the business works. There are some people that think the best course of action in sports media is to just manufacture controversy. And he certainly did that. So maybe he he did his job. I think that's a bad way to go about it. And I'll talk more about that coming up here later on something unrelated. But that felt deeply personal. Like there was something about Kiffin as a person that he doesn't like. And and it was very bizarre um, and also inaccurate. And Zach, or Memphis Rebel, you're right. 
he just proved he doesn't really watch college football, particularly the SEC. And Zach says the good old hot takes for clicks tactic. Um, what's bizarre is it's just simply not true unless you haven't paid any attention at all for like the last 15 years or so. Um, and I bet you $1,000 Wilbon cannot tell you his stop prior to arriving at Ole Miss. He probably could not tell you that he was the head coach at Florida Atlantic. Um, when he was at FAU, they what? They won two conference championships by winning percentage. He's like the winningest coach in school history. Their enrollment skyrocketed. Uh, players and people there still love him to this day uh, because of what he did for the school. I don't remember any public embarrassment in Alabama besides winning championships. I mean, even Southern Cal he got fired because he wasn't winning enough games when they were under heavy, heavy, heavy sanctions. And still, after I think it was year two, they finished number six in America. Uh, I mean, you can argue that about Tennessee, but they did go to a bowl game in year one. I guess leaving after one year is embarrassing, if you will, but it was to go take his dream job. Unless Mike Wilbon stuck, what was it, 2004 or whatever, when Kiffin lined up Janikowski to kick a 74-yarder or whatever the hell it was. I mean, that's embarrassing, but I mean, how long ago was that? We didn't have HD television when that went down. So, you know, I saw it, and, you know, I kind of roll my eyes at stuff like that because on one hand, ESPN is the conversation starter. Uh, PTI, ratings-wise, does pretty well compared to the their other shows because the rest of their programming is... Uh, as far as numbers just continuing to fall off a cliff. PTI still does pretty well as far as viewership numbers go. Not near as much as anything ESPN did 10 years ago, but it still has a pretty committed audience. Um, But that was personal and and really kind of bizarre. FAU adores him. Won championships at Alabama. Southern Cal was only on-field performance while they were under heavy sanctions. The narrative that every stop led to embarrassment, that's just simply not accurate at all. And then nobody wants him to coach their program is also just laughable. I mean, I really feel bad that I've spent 10 minutes even talking about this component of it because that's complete nonsense. Tennessee fans were, I mean, they were begging and pleading their administration to try to hire him and they would have done so unsuccessfully. But still, I mean, even the the place that he left after one year and the rock was painted what it was painted, those people still want the guy back. I uh, This week, I have heard from so many Alabama fans that want him to be Saban's replacement. LSU fans that when they inevitably fire Ed Orgeron want him to be their guy. Uh, I mean, I, I don't understand how somebody at the worldwide leader could not have paid attention to the last few years of college football and what has happened. And on top of that, uh, the guy has been a champion of NIL rights, has wanted it to happen from day one, penalty-free transfers. So those two things are very player-friendly and not coach-friendly. He's been a proponent of that. Got his team to 100% vaccination rates in a state that has a very low rate and was, I mean, set the standard in college football in terms of that. So he got player empowerment right. He got last summer, uh, all the stuff that was going on last summer, nailed that, uh, got the vaccine thing right, got the NIL thing right. I I just am having a hard time wrapping my mind around the idea that nobody would would want him to 
be their coach. There's a reason that state fans around here are begging somebody to come hire him because he's a good football coach and and manages every and has managed everything really well lately. Um, you, you have to go back a long way to to get to those embarrassments. But anyway, what I don't like though, and, and this isn't going to be particularly popular with uh, with Ole Miss fans because they love to see their AD and their coach defending themselves, and and I understand that. Um, I I do think in hindsight they both should have ignored it, meaning they both being Keith Carter and uh, and Lane Kiffin. So I'll read you what Keith Carter said on Twitter, and I, I like Keith Carter a lot for whatever it's worth to you guys. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he's doing a really good job. And um, this doesn't bother me so much as you just need to ignore guys like Mike Wilbon with that kind of a take. You don't need to address it because now you're giving somebody like him what he wants, which is attention, more attention than he ever would have gotten if you never acknowledged it at all. But uh, Kiffin quoted the video and said, uh, so angry with the angry emoji G's, I'll pray for you. Life is too short to be angry. And then he followed it up this morning and said, way to go out on a limb and pick the number one team in the country at home who's a huge favorite. How long did you watch film to come up with that surprise pick? Really newsworthy, Captain Obvious. Um, I, I, I don't like that. Uh, that. That has a very Hugh Freeze feel to me. Um, I know Kiffin's very active on Twitter, and his Twitter is very good, and, and people like it, and he's very good at it, and it markets the program well. But... That has that, that, that's very Hugh Freezy to me. Um, Mike Wilbon doesn't need your attention. Not like that. You're only legitimizing that kind of a take and completely wrong opinion um, by addressing it in this way. And Zach, you're right. It seems unusually emotional for Kiffin. Usually he kind of pokes fun at stuff like that. But, I mean, Wilbon was unusually personal as well. I mean, I, I wonder if there's some kind of rift from the past that we may not know about. Because both what Wilbon said is bizarre. I mean, it's bizarre. It, it's inaccurate. It's bizarre. Very personal. And then this response also seems like there's some emotion and in, in personal nature in it as well. And if I were advising them, if they asked me, which they don't, but if they asked me, I would tell them not to address it. Keith Carter also uh, is supporting his coach, which again, that that's good. Like that, that's a noble thing. I'm not saying that you know anybody should be fired or whatever for this. But here's what Keith Carter said: Always about clicks and views. Why don't you come down to Oxford and see for yourself? Open invitation. Players love playing for Lane Kiffin. Many great things ahead. This is what Carter said. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not bad. He invited the guy to Oxford to see it for himself, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if I were advising these two guys, I would tell them to ignore it. That's what my advice to them would have been. Uh, this is an, a, an oddly emotional and personal thing for a host on ESPN uh, who went after your program, or specifically your coach, and called him a clown and then other stuff attached to it. My advice to you would have been ignore him. Because if you if Kiffin and Carter did not address him today, nobody would be talking about it. Nobody, not not a single person. But Peter Burns this morning on his what is it SEC this morning, uh, they were talking about it. 
They're going to talk about it on Feinbaum today. They're going to talk about it on Sports Talk Mississippi today. I'm going to talk about it right here on a live stream with you guys in the morning. Only because they addressed it. I would not have seen it. I don't know anybody that would have seen it. Yes, I said earlier that their numbers are okay, but it's like Ole Miss Alabama is going to get watched by 10 times more people than PTI did. Um, It would have really gone away and nobody would have paid attention. What I'm saying is people like that are not worth defending. And it's a little hypocritical for me because sometimes I, you know, random guy, first name, bunch of numbers on Twitter, I'll respond to and I shouldn't. So I I feel like I'm kind of a hypocrite in in that angle because I'm telling you not to respond in a way that I probably would have myself. But if I were advising them, I would have said ignore it because when somebody is that personal and incorrect, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. The story right now about your program is it's fun to watch, exciting. You've got a Heisman contender, all that stuff. That's all your program needs to be. That's all the story needs to be. Instead, today, people are going to be talking about this only because you addressed it. And that's all. Yes, he is very inaccurate. He's deeply inaccurate. It's just dumb. That's the thing here. That's the problem with sports media. And I'll transition here in a second to the larger point that I was going to talk about with you guys this morning anyway. It's lazy. It's dumb, unnecessary, and lazy. Daniel says, I haven't watched PTI in a decade. It's about attention. That's that's how most of these things go. That's how most of these things go. So anyway, Will Bond uh, probably couldn't tell you that Kiffin was at FAU. Probably couldn't tell you about what he did at Alabama. Um, couldn't tell you anything about what he's done in terms of player empowerment, NIL, vaccines, stuff like that. Couldn't tell you any of it. Has no idea because he doesn't pay attention. And... That's how it is. That's how it is today. Uh, At least they covered college football for about a minute on their show when their network airs college football. And they're partnered with the SEC and the ACC. And we'll get to that right now, actually. Chris Vanini pointed something out yesterday. Chris Vanini is with The Athletic. Um... And he's dead on about this. And he just randomly said, an observation. There is very little, and I'll actually, I'll show this to you guys. Why not? For those of you watching, and I'll read it for those of you listening in podcast form. Here's a thread yesterday. Very smart thread from Chris Vanini yesterday on Twitter. He said, an observation. There is very little day-to-day mention of college football on ESPN or ESPN2. There's a 30-minute college football live on ESPN2. But the sport is rarely talked about on Get Up or SportsCenter. Almost wall-to-wall with NFL and NBA. It didn't used to be like this. He says, continues, college football obviously blankets the ESPNs on Saturdays, and ESPNU exists, although it's mostly reruns. ESPN has one NFL game. I'm surprised they don't spend more time promoting and building for all those games they have on Saturdays. ESPN still sets the conversation in sports. It's about to add the NHL to its rotation, too. There are only so many hours in a day. College football used to feel like a bigger deal week to week, and ESPN is a driving reason for that. This impacts the college football playoff, too. 
Some CFB leaders want multiple broadcasters for an expanded playoff. If ESPN is going to grab up all these game rights and just park them, that's not good for the sport. You need your media partners driving conversation. One final observation on this, the NBA has a full hour show on ESPN, and we're not even in season. College football is in the middle of its season, and it's one half-hour show on ESPN, too. And then also, he said an update, PTI talked about college football for a minute, and it's that video of Mike Wilbon roasting Lane Kiffin. Um, It's mind-blowing, but also perfectly understandable at the same time. Because on one hand, college football is watched by more people than the NBA. I say this as a huge NBA fan. I have uh, a team that I'm a diehard fan for. I watch every game. I like the NBA. College football is watched by more people. A random Saturday in college football. Take two weeks ago. There were, what, two games above 7 million people two weeks ago that watched college football games? Two games above 7 million people. And that is on Saturday where there's a hundred games going on during the day. Two games over seven million people. That's huge. The NBA has the Christmas Day thing. That is their day. That's a couple months into the season, but that is their day where they are stand alone by themselves. The NBA is on. Christmas Day last year didn't draw any of those. None of those games hit the seven million mark. A random Saturday in college football where there's a bunch of games going on at once smoked the NBA. Smoked the NBA. And those games didn't stand alone, and the NBAs did. College football is watched by more people on their network than the NBA is on their network. And yet the NBA is obsessively covered by them, and college football gets nothing. And when it gets something, it's the garbage that Wilbon spewed last night. It's the it's the absolute garbage that Wilbon spewed last night. That's it. And then they get that half-hour college football live or whatever on ESPN2. And I agree with Vanini. He's exactly right. The numbers bear it out that more people consume ESPN than any other sports entity in the country as far as television. Barstool gets a lot more viewers and podcast downloads and stuff than ESPN. And ESPN Radio is beaten by Fox Sports Radio. But television... People coming home from work, cracking a beer, and turning on the TV, it's ESPN. It always is. They never cover college football. And it's because they don't know what the hell they're doing anymore. That's really what it comes down to. That clip from last night is just a microcosm of example after example after example after example after example that they don't know what the hell they're doing anymore. They've completely lost the the average sports fan to make Twitter happy. that's what this comes down to. The Sports media is lazy. I'm in the business. I see it every day. I see it every day. This is a lazy, lazy business. Nobody's willing to... Nobody on these platforms work hard enough. There are people that grind every day. I love the athletics content, specifically college football. Andy Staples is fantastic. Chris Vanini's fantastic. The CBS guys do a good job. I like Barrett Salee a lot. Um, they, they do a good job. But these big platforms, these national things, they're lazy. And I know they're lazy because the NBA is easier to cover. There's fewer teams. and 
social media drums up. There's always controversy in the NBA. There's always drama. There's always this player wants to leave. This player won't post a cryptic Instagram message. Ben Simmons wants out of Philly, even though he sucks. And Philly's not going to get anything for him because he can't shoot. And he he's just completely underachieved relative to expectations. But this guy is multiple has multiple years left in his contract in Philly, performed pathetically in the playoffs, and wants out, won't even talk to his team, demanding a trade. Oh, there's just always so much drama in the NBA. That gets social media talking. And it's easy for these people to just look at what's trending on social media or whatever and just slap that into an embrace debate show. And they can just yell at each other about stuff that lacks substance or accuracy or effort. It's very easy for two people to sit across a table and just yell at each other about stuff. It's easy to do. It's easy content. You see what Kevin Durant posted on Instagram, and then you yell at each other um, back and forth. That's what they do. It's easier to cover the NBA. It's easier for them to do it, so that's why they do it. Although more people watch college football, more people care about college football, more people pay attention to it. The numbers bear that out. On their network, they air college football, and they never cover it. Never. But, hey, we can talk about Ben Simmons opting out because that's that's what the average sports fan right now across the country, that's what they give a damn about is Ben Simmons opting out. Or Lakers Media Day. That's what they want to talk about. But nobody, excuse my language, but nobody gives a damn. Nobody cares outside of L.A. County about Lakers Media Day. And nobody cares outside of Philly, but uh, the Eagles lost. Dak smoked the Eagles the other night. More people in Philly care about that. But yes, they do cover the NFL extensively. You get my point. The Ben Simmons story isn't even the top story in Philly. You shouldn't spend a second, a second on that. What you should be talking about is the NFL, because it's king. I'm not naive. The NFL is king. The NFL should get, if I'm an ESPN, the NFL gets 75% of my coverage right now. College football gets 24%. And then I will mix in a little bit of like headlines about other sports. That's If you're doing it the right way, that's how you do it. It's insane. And it's a shame, honestly, because I remember ESPN was my go-to for literally everything. Everything. Now I don't even consume it. And last night on PTI, they showed me why. Two people that were woefully uninformed about just how college football works. Coaches don't leave for other jobs five weeks into a season. That, that It just doesn't happen like that. It It doesn't happen like that. Ever. So that's just nonsense. And then the deeply personal, he's a clown, nobody wants him, every job he's left, an embarrassment is just inaccurate. So why would I ever go ever go back to that for any information about anything? There's a reason their ratings have plummeted. People want just real college football content, and they don't get it. So that's why they have to go to... Places uh, like the J-Boy show. He talks college football every day. He would never say something like that. Why why do you think his popularity is rising and rising and rising and rising? 
There's a lot of subscribers. Colin Cowherd signed him. I mean, dude's doing something right because he's talking about the second most popular sport in the in America. College football. Every day. It's all it is. Because there are millions and millions and millions of people out there that are craving that and they can't get it because we're too busy talking about Ben Simmons wanting out of Philly. Nobody cares. And I say that, again, as a fan of the NBA, I like it. I watch it. I have a team that I root for, and I don't miss a game, and I don't care. I don't care. It's football season. I don't care. Don't talk about it. You're wasting your time. And there are more people like me than those who actually care. Rant over, but I'll get to a lot of your messages. Um, William says, uh, just look at your radio show and you all talk NBA. People get upset every day. You have a college football fix. Yeah, I can't even drop. Like, hey, Pelicans won last night without people like, hey, shut up, you idiot. I can't, I can't even drop it in there at all. Can't even mention it without people yelling me off. ESPN, William says, needs more college football shows. Yeah, they, they need one. Or, like, get up can cover it and loop in Kirk Herbstreet every day. Hey, Kirk, you know, it's Wednesday. What what do you see with this Arkansas-Georgia game that's going to be on our network, that's going to be watched by millions more people than any NBA game we air on our network? Let's talk about it. It's bizarre. You air it on your network, and you don't even promote it, and it still gets more viewers than the thing you actually promote. That's what they can do. They don't necessarily need to add shows. They just need to incorporate it into what they're currently doing. It's insane. Sam's asking, wasn't the can kicked yesterday regarding the playoff expansion due to the playoff wanting to open up negotiations to other media partners besides ESPN? Yes, there are multiple leagues that want specifically Fox to be able to negotiate as well. Uh, Playoff expansion will not happen if um, ESPN is the only entity that is. Okay, that's not necessarily true. Because Fox can choose not to bid if they don't want to. But the can is being kicked down the road because multiple leagues, namely the Big Ten and Pac-12, want Fox, their main partner, to be able to negotiate and buy some of the playoff rights. Yes, that is exactly right. Um, That's exactly right. Daniel says ESPN has much less to do with the actual sports events themselves and more about producing anything they can to stir the pot. Not the right formula, if you ask me. I think that's a, a road that my business is heading down, Garrett, and uh, and I don't like it. Um, you know, maybe they have learned through case studies or whatever that the embrace debate. Stirring up stuff just because manufacturing controversy, getting everybody mad is the best method. I uh, I uh, am familiar with people that do even small market radio that think the best course of action is to just stir. Th- this is a phrase that was used, forgive my language again, but this is a phrase that was used towards me a long time ago. Um, about what their goal was at this radio station was to pit the two fan bases in their state against each other and stir shit up every day. That was their stated goal. Now, you tell me if that is going to produce dedicated, loyal, long-term audiences. 
Is that going to establish a rapport and trust with your listeners and your market? Honestly, it's doing a disservice to the, the place that you cover, if that's your goal, is to make everybody mad. It may work for a little bit. You may get some shock value in ratings, and you may have a, a take that's so bad that a bunch of people will click on a tweet to make fun of you. But that's not sustainable long term. But that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. The credibility's gone on big media. That's why I like I, I hope the athletic works. I hope on three works because they don't do it that way. Listen to the Andy Staples podcast. He's got strong opinions because you're supposed to, but he doesn't manufacture it. It's not made up. It's not just to get a reaction. If he's got a strong opinion, it's because he believes it and he can back it up with honesty. We're losing that on big media, and I just hope that websites like that, on three, The Athletic, work because I think their model is at least one that has some integrity attached to it. They're trying to do their jobs the right way. Local media is very important because that's not the stated goal for most of it. But we're gravitating towards that, and it's a shame because you don't get any substance anymore. You don't get effort. You get controversy, and controversy gets retweets, but the average person like us doesn't give a damn. Miles says, you mean a bunch of folks at Disney don't understand sports? Never would have guessed that. Mike Greenberg doesn't comprehend any sports team other than the Jets. (laughs) Well, you can't even comprehend the Jets. If you watch them play, I can't comprehend that. Uh, No, it's, it's a shame, man. And Chris Vanini was spot on. I, the timing of this was perfect because I was going to talk about this anyway, and then the Wilbon thing happened last night. Um, and I know a lot of state fans are were were pumped and sharing that video everywhere. But uh, aside from you guys, everybody else thinks he's wrong because he is. It's just nonsense. They're doing themselves a disservice by that being the one minute of college football they did on their show when the game of the weekend. College game day is going to Athens, Georgia for a top 10 matchup on your network. And one of your shows on your network gets a minute of coverage and it's that garbage. And you wonder why your subscriptions are down and your ratings are down and nobody trusts you anymore. You wonder why you've had to constantly turn over your radio audience. it's a failure and it's sad because man, my goal in my life was to work for ESPN. When I was growing up, when I, when I started knowing that this is what I wanted to do, it was got to work at ESPN. There's nobody else. There's nowhere else I'd rather work than ESPN. It's where I have to be now. No, Mm -mm. these independent companies are doing such a good job. I just, I hope it sticks. Because that, to me, is the model that's going to be most successful long-term. You see, Memphis is getting a soccer team. Not sure of the level, but they're getting a male and female team. The university? That's exciting. I know they have a, uh, a lower-level um, lower professional team. 901 FC, I think, is what they're called. But that's cool. That's really cool. I- I've been long talking about how the schools in this state need men's soccer. Ole Miss and State need men's soccer, I think. I I would love it. I I would pay attention to it and and stuff. Um, 
but then you have to have a women's sport and the budgets are smaller than that of Alabama's and stuff. And that, anyway, I'd love to see it. I don't think it'll ever happen here uh, just because trying to keep up with the Joneses around here is tough to do already. And adding two more sports is what you would have to do. Uh, it's expensive. And I don't know if people like Keith Carter would think it's worth it. Not like semi-pro. Yeah, they've already got a, a men's team. 901 FC. Uh, already got that. And Chris says, Barstool and Pat McAfee are proof and point of the independent thing. Yeah. I, I mean, pe- people hate Barstool because mostly because of things that Dave Portnoy has said and done in the past. But uh, you can't argue with their success. Everything they touch turns to gold. And although people think that they're just it's just like bro humor and misogyny or whatever, um, that's not what they're producing now at all. I mean, they've got women talking sports. They've got women talking women, like dating and stuff. They have a military podcast. They have comedy. They have, it's it's a lot more diverse than people give it credit for, I think. Um, but you know how people are. They make assumptions and are never able to change their mind. And if somebody like me says, I like a lot of the content, not all, but a lot of the content Barstool produces, I'm immediately judged as well. Um, that's how it goes, though. You know how it is. It's really sad how few sports teams the colleges have here. Yeah, it, it's, it is, but I, I'm okay with it because they have to try to keep up in the sports that matter, you know? And if let, let's pretend for a second that Ole Miss and State added men's soccer and then women's gymnastics, which, again, I would love. I really would. Uh, gymnastics is a is a killer in the SEC. Like, look at a Florida home gymnastics meet. They pack their arena out. They love it there. It's really cool, but it's expensive. And I would rather Ole Miss and State keep the sports at a minimum so they can maximize their budget instead of adding sports that put more of a strain on their budget. I hate it, but that's I would rather that. Sebastian says the bad thing about college football shows is how much of their program focuses on just a few teams. Hard to watch them if you're not a fan or alum of Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and Southern Cal. True. It's very true. They they just don't adequately cover the sport, which is so stupid because the sport is what? It's the second most popular thing in sports in America. It is the NFL and it is college football based on viewership. NFL, big drop. College football, big drop, NBA. I looked up the viewership numbers yesterday. The NBA isn't touching college football and viewership. Isn't touching it. Not even close. Not even close. They have more games, so the total number, I guess, is more. But in terms of, like, Saturday college football and Christmas Day, the NBA's marquee day, Christmas Day, college football, a random Saturday, smokes the NBA. But what gets all the coverage on the network that airs them both? It's nonsense. It's just nonsense, and it's a shame, really, because they have the resources. They could really do college football right. They really could, but they don't. And so we get stuff like Wilbon last night and the Fine Bomb Show on the SEC Network. That's what we get. Rooting for the athletic and on three, for sure. And then, of course, local media, you know, rooting for, for us as well. But anyway. 
Did you see the crowds for game day at Soldier Field this weekend? The crowds for Fox Sports and ESPNs were nowhere near the size of Barstool's game day. I have not seen that. I'll look that up, though. They they don't realize what's happening. That's the biggest problem is them, like everybody else, seem to think that social media is reality. That the way people think and feel on social media is how everybody in the world thinks and feels about things. Just because you're popular on social media doesn't mean when you do a show outside of a stadium, people will show up. There's one particular Fox entity that kind of learned that the hard way, it appears. And just because you may not be as popular on social media doesn't mean you are in the real world. Look at Barstool. Look at what social media feels about Barstool. And then look at the crowds they generate when they go places. The revenue that they're generating. And then look at ESPN's show. Social media is not reality, but yet sports media tends to gravitate themselves towards social media. And what they think on the internet is what everybody thinks. And that's just not true. It's clearly, clearly, clearly not true. But that's where we are. Forgive my ranting this morning, guys. I I just, uh, I was going to talk about it anyway. And then the Wilbon thing happened and, Again, if you're just joining us, the the one thing, if I were Kiffin and Keith Carter, I just wouldn't have acknowledged it. That would have been my advice. Don't acknowledge it. You just don't gain anything. You don't gain anything from, from acknowledging something so stupid. Anyway, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Michael Borky on YouTube. And if you like what you hear, actually like the video. That would help me a ton. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be at the, the Sanderson Farm, so it's still a practice round today, obviously. But we'll be there for the opening uh, opening round tomorrow for the radio show. And so if you're out there, let let me know. Let us know. And uh, uh, we'll say, hey. And then the goal is for me to be out there on on Sunday just as a spectator. So if you recognize me, say, hey, I'd love to uh, love to meet you guys. Chris says, can you explain the rat poison thing? Nick Saban a few years ago went on a rant about how the media's positive coverage of his program was like rat poison, and it can kill his team if they consume it. So Lane Kiffin's kind of had some fun with the rat poison thing. He also, like, believes it. Like, he he's kind of making fun of Nick Saban, but when you listen to his press conferences, he actually, you know, says positive press means nothing, like, we haven't won anything. So we haven't won anything. So we can't read into it. So he actually kind of believes it as well. But anyway, yeah, it's a, he's kind of picking at Nick Saban for, for the rat poison thing. That's what that is. Uh, but anyway, uh, Memphis, we probably don't reach, but you could try 93-7. That gets up to South Haven area. Uh may not reach Memphis. But anyway, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Y'all have a good one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.